what are the odds of Israel actually facing consequences for this? A lot of people suspect that the U.S. will be able to kind of strong arm the court into a not guilty verdict. Is there any historical precedents for something like that happening? Well, it's it's complicated. I mean, first of all, I'll say that technically this is not even the trial yet. This is mm-hmm. basically the proceedings to determine if there will be a trial. So yep. if there will be a trial, it will be several years. Um, now, the ruling that is currently expected, we don't know when it will happen, but there are reasons to be a little cautious. And I've been pointing out, and not just me, I mean, also people like Norman Finkelstein have been pointing out that you should look at the composition of the court itself, because the reality is that, you know, look, we're not naive here. I'm, you know, I, I know the audience, like, you know, it's people who are on the left, and I think people understand that these so-called international legal institutions are not impartial. They are completely mm-hmm. political. And so there are 15 judges on the International Court of Justice bench. By the way, I should point out, the ICJ is not to be confused with the International Criminal Court, which is separate and was created decades later. ICC is actually very new, and the ICC was largely a Western project, although ironically the U.S. refused to join. But the ICC charges individuals, and it's very a kind of a neoliberal approach to law, mm-hmm. whereas the ICJ was created by the United Nations going back to the founding of the United Nations as the top UN legal authority, and it, its jurisdiction is over states, not individuals. So the ICJ has 15 members from 15 different countries who are UN members, and they include the United States, Germany, France, Australia, India, Japan, and Slovakia. And of course, those countries are the US and its allies, and we'll see what happens. Now, technically, the judges are independent on paper and scare quotes. I'm putting very heavy scare quotes around that. But you can bet that behind the scenes, the U.S. is pressuring them very aggressively to rule against the proceedings, because obviously, even though this is not the ruling yet on, it's not the actual trial yet, if they simply establish the precedent by saying that Israel could be investigated and in charged with genocide, that would obviously establish a horrific precedent for the U.S., which is why they're so desperate right now. But, um, you know, the other members include Brazil, China, Russia, Morocco, Uganda, Somalia, Lebanon, and Jamaica. And I think, you know, those judges will very likely rule. Um, I think they'll pre- be pretty neutral. So mm. um, it's going to, it might be close depending on how the political pressure goes. But regardless, I think this is still very important and very historic. Now, what is the precedent? Well, I think there are two important precedents to look at. One is exactly 20 years ago in 2004, the ICJ did actually have a trial over Israel's construction of what's known as the apartheid wall in the, in the mm. occupied West Bank, which of course is illegally occupied Palestinian territory. It's recognized under, under international law as part of the OPT, the occupied Palestinian territories. And by the way, Gaza is also still recognized as occupied under international law, although Israel uses this ridiculous excuse claiming they supposedly ended the occupation, which is actually just completely semantic. They did withdraw settlers, but Israel has maintained a suffocating blockade of Gaza for 16 years, controlling all of the airspace, the territorial waters, the land, controlling everything that goes in and out. For for many years, there have been reports that Israel, in scare quotes, was putting Gazans on a diet and counting mm. the number of food calories allowed in to prevent Gazans from having a lot of food. 
and and of course now since October, Israel has imposed just a, a full-on genocidal siege, like a medieval-style siege. But anyway, the point is, is that getting back to 2004, the ICJ had this ruling in which they ruled that Israel's construction of the apartheid wall was illegal and that Israel had to destroy it. Now, of course, Israel completely ignored that ruling. Now, there's an important detail about this for people who claim that the ICJ judges are all impartial and not political. Of the 15 judges in that 2004 case, 14 of the 15 judges ruled against Israel, saying it had to destroy the apartheid wall. I'm going to let you guys guess. Can you guys guess <laughs> who was the one judge that, that ruled in support of Israel? Surely it's not my home country, my blessed United States of America. Surely not. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. <laughs> JT is right. It was the U.S. judge. So, I mean, obviously we see the precedent there. Now, there is another very important precedent I also do want to mention, which is an example of how potentially we could see some good news, although we should be a little cautious. And that is in the 1980s. Nicaragua took the U.S. to the ICJ. And by the way, I mentioned earlier the difference between the ICJ and the ICC. What's also confusing is they're both in The Hague in the Netherlands. Mm, So that's what's confusing. When people say The Hague, it could be the ICC or the ICJ. Anyway, the point is, in the 1980s, Nicaragua took the U.S. to The Hague, and it won its case. And the majority of judges at the International Court of Justice said in a 1986 ruling that the U.S. committed war crimes and aggression against Nicaragua by supporting the fascist Contra de squads, by mining Nicaragua's ports, by destroying Nicaraguan infrastructure, by giving these fascist training manuals that ordered the Contra de squads to murder government officials and judges and all these things. And in response, um, Nicaragua was supposed to be given reparations according to the ICJ ruling. This is in 1986. Now, In order for these rulings to be implemented, they have to go through the UN Security Council. But of course, there's a big problem. The UN Mm. Security Council was designed intentionally by the US in a way after World War II. So five countries have the permanent seats. And of course, it includes the US, the UK, and France, which means they have veto power. And the US vetoed that ICJ ruling, which obviously is a conflict of interest, but that's how the UN is set up. Mm -hmm. And there was never a single consequence for the U.S., despite the fact that the Hague ruled that it owed Nicaragua reparations. Still today, the Sandinista government in Nicaragua, every year on the anniversary of the ruling, calls for reparations and the U.S. refuses to pay them. So that unfortunately shows that even if, in a very optimistic scenario, the judges say that that Israel can be held to trial for genocide, then there is going to be a years-long process. And then, if people are really lucky, if there actually is justice in the world, and Israel is found guilty of genocide, the U.S. will still veto the the resolution of the Security Council. So mm-hmm. this this is how great so-called international law mm-hmm. is. This is the this is the the beloved rules-based international order in which the U.S. makes the rules and orders everyone around. <laughs> 